0: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans, happy Friday. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, I really appreciate it, and if you didn't know, we are free and available on all podcast platforms. So today, uh, I've got the first half of a really fun conversation I had with um, Chris McKelly of Locked On Avalanche. Uh, We're talking mostly about the game. Uh, we're talking a little injury stuff, uh, a little bit of goaltending talk. You know, the usual suspects when it comes to a conversation with me. Uh, but I will uh, just jump right into my conversation with Chris. So,
1: uh, all right. So, game one between these two, uh, incredibly exciting game. Uh, you know, for for from the Avalanche perspective, I guess I'll I'll, I'll take it first and, and kind of that's why I take a deep breath because it's like, it was such a roller coaster. I'm sure it was for you too.
0: Oh, I would have liked a little less excitement. Frankly, really? just like that last kind of three minutes could have been a little bit more chill,
1: but see for me, that was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was so up and down abs looked really good in the first two minutes. I thought they, they played an overall sound game and they've been doing that. You know, they again they haven't got off to the best start. Uh, of the season but the past couple games you start to see kind of more of what they're all about even with all of the players that they're missing in this game and I'm not using that as an excuse because look what they did in the first 40 minutes they were up two to nothing and then it was just like you know this was this was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for both of our teams probably going in opposite directions you know what I mean like in the beginning abs looked good Blue Jackets didn't look awful, but I think just the avalanche were just shutting them down. And then in the third period, it just turned and the wheels fell off for the avalanche and the Blue Jackets just, they just, you know, would not quit and four unanswered goals. So has that been, is that how the Blue Jackets have been playing all year? Or was this game kind of like an anomaly where that just came out of nowhere?
0: Yeah, that kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. Like, so when it came, it was... Two nothing, and then I believe you guys scored a a power play goal. Maybe that ended up getting waved off for interference. Uh
1: I don't, or, th- n- I don't, no, there was. uh it, I don't, I don't know if that was on the power play or not. I don't remember if that was on the power play. Oh, okay, but, but it, I remember it, it, it was
0: It was very close to becoming three nothing, and yeah, I was like, I don't "If know, they it, score here, I'm turning, <laughs> I'm turning yeah. this game off." Yeah, I mean, long. it was,
1: it was. He, he had. The the puck stopped and the kind of just the the stick I think it was J T Confer kind of just guided him into the net and like yeah you can't do that so I don't know, oh, I don't yeah, remember he, if it was on a power he play he pushed or not, the
0: goalie but... into the net and I'm like no, yeah. no,
1: you're,
0: not, you're not allowed to do that um, no but can't do that. so yeah and then we got one back uh, from Jake Bean and I was like okay well, this third period could go could go either way because the Blue Jackets are one of those teams where like you don't really know what you're going to get from period to period uh right. even you know game to game shift to shift sometimes so i was like you know what this third period could be the best third period that they've played all season or the wheels could completely fall off and lucky for us it was for the most part a, a pretty a pretty good third period i think this is the first game that we've outshot uh, our opponents all season um and i was just looking this up uh, we had we outshot you guys 13 to 6 in the third period, you know? Yeah. So it's it really is kind of way better a way better response than than I was expecting. And obviously we scored on we scored three third period goals. So
1: four third period goals. Right? Cause, no, cause uh,
0: like, the first goal was uh in the second period. You I did have a goal in the second? A, yeah. At 16:55 of okay. the second was was the 2-1 goal and then Gotcha. We scored three goals in the first ten minutes of the uh, third period. can we can we hang on?
1: Can we hang on for like twelve minutes? And did you feel? I mean, you know, being in you know the opponent's arena, uh, an Avalanche team that is you know expected to do a lot this year. um, What was the comfortability level when you had that four to two lead? Did you did you feel like it was? I don't want to say like in the bag, or were you were you? still like, no, this is far from over because of those reasons. What was kind of going through your head uh, as they were kind of protecting that 4-2 lead?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to say, oh, it's it, you know, a 4-2 lead it should feel quite comfortable. But for me, the Avalanche, and especially Nate McKinnon, I don't ever want to count a team that has a guy like Nate McKinnon out because mm. uh, he's, he's a game changer, you know? um and he didn't get on the score sheet in the end um but he's i think he had an assist
1: i don't know if he i think he might have had an assist on the on the what
0: a player to watch like yeah he's fun and so i i was like okay we we can't kind of sit back on our heels and defend for the rest of the period and i don't think we did for the most part um you know we kind of we kind of kept the the pressure on it just happened to be the you know three minutes at the end of the third period with six on five. Uh, Gus Nyquist missed an empty net by about, you know, six inches, you know? Yeah. And
1: then I think very shortly after that was the was the tying goal. So Um, but first we hear from Bilt Bar and uh, Thanksgiving is around the corner. You get all the good food and treats and plenty to choose from. And what always happens around Thanksgiving time after the turkey's been consumed and the mashed potatoes and all that other good stuff is the dessert comes around, which is full of calories and sugar. So that's a perfect time for built bar. It is the new holiday dessert feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie. Are you a pie fan? Jay, do you like, is there any, pies um, in- I
0: am a big, big
1: pie fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's not really, but, uh, One slice of pie can have upwards of 300 calories or more, and that is pretty much on the low end. Built Bars are only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar or go for the raspberry Built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of great flavors to replace any pie on your table. They are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high in protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. And Built Bar is a great option when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough. Go for a Built Bar or two and go over to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Well, and that's the thing, like, yeah, a lot of people will start focusing in on Nathan McKinnon uh, at that stage in the game or, you know, pretty much throughout the entirety of the game. But You know, specifically when his team's down and they're, 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 you know, scratching and clawing to get back into the game. And then you saw, you know, what other guys on this team can do, like Bowen Byram, who was just head and shoulders above everybody else on the ice. He
0: had a phenomenal game.
1: Unbelievable. I I mean, that was his coming out party. Uh, He, he looked absolutely phenomenal. And, and, you know, when you're down, guys, like his, you know, he's, He's he's Robin to Kale McCarr as Batman, and that's when, the thing
0: when, because I was I looked at the the guys that were out and I was like okay you is Ra, uh, out Devontae's is out uh, and then I was like oh Kale McCarr's out okay that's going to be interesting on defense and then yeah. it turns out that you kind of have Kale McCarr but slightly younger in, in <laughs> Byram. and I was like this yeah. feels unfair. <laughs> The yeah, you have a talent like Kale McCart, and then you have a guy like
1: Byram as well, who again a, I thought
0: was he was the MVP
1: for the Avalanche last night. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the the losing effort, but they have a gluttony of riches on the defensive end. And they even have some guys that aren't even with them yet. They're still maturing on the AHA level that are are waiting for the next couple of years. Um and there's you know, there's only so many spots on the defensive end. The Avs are have so many guys just waiting yeah, I mean, to fill those roles.
0: In terms of problems to have, it could be, it
1: could, could be, be worse. worse. You know, yeah, could be like Vegas salary cap worse. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're not there yet. Um, all right. Um, so yeah, the Avs tied up after two goals. After they pull their goalie, we head into overtime, and this has been a problem for the Avalanche. <clears throat> the Avs are have not been a good overtime team uh, really ever since they switched to this three on three format going back that far and it showed uh, Columbus won the opening drop didn't surrender the puck I think they had the puck the entire time I don't believe the Avalanche had possession in the overtime session and then a a bad well it was bad it was a bad defensive play by by Nazem Kadri, lost sight of his man kind of was in no man's land going after a puck and maybe shouldn't, probably shouldn't have. And then I think it was Bean, right? Who uh, got the the game winner. So on your, I mean, obviously that's a plus for you guys because you got the extra point in enemy territory. Uh, are, are the Blue Jackets kind of the opposite of the abs? Are the Blue Jackets a pretty decent overtime team?
0: Uh, yes, but also this is kind of new and exciting this season. Uh, we were not very good at overtime. Last season, uh, we've gone to overtime four times so far this season out of nine games, and we're we're four and o. Wow. So uh it's it's looking pretty pretty good. I would prefer if we didn't go to overtime quite as much, but when we do, we seem to be coming away with the with the extra point. Um but yeah, it was I had a, a pretty bad feeling going into overtime because you know, you you just scored two extra man goals. The momentum is all avalanche and right. the thing about overtime is like it, it one missed play or one bad pass and it's in it can be in your net so you know like the the margin of error in overtime is so small the yeah you can you know Nazem Qadri just loses their ma- loses a man for a second mm-hmm. and it goes horribly wrong so I was not feeling great about it and it just kind of it all went Columbus's way. Uh, it was the only shot on on goal in the overtime, and it was it went in. You know, so you gotta be I'm happy about it, that.
1: No, like for for abs fans, it it comes down to the overtime puck drop, and when you lose that, you're like, we might not get an opportunity, and that's exactly what happened. For for whatever reason, as much talent as they have, as much as many skill players as they have who are dangerous in in open ice. And when you're playing three on three, there's a ton of open ice. They just can't seem to get possession of a puck. And even when they do, it's kind of ugly. I I don't know. It's just an odd thing for the Az, but it just seems to be going that way for Colorado this year, that things are you know, pucks are not bouncing their way. Their power play looks horrendous. Um, but you know i think they were 0 for 3 yesterday they're on the bottom i think they're 29th or 30th for the power play and when you have that much talent you shouldn't be there absolutely so all right let's hear from bet online and then kind of get into saturday's game where we are kind of expecting this to go so betonline.ag we are back and better than ever a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more prop bets odds and lines than ever before and bet online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action for this season. Head to the new updated desktop and mobile device websites and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas, Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. It's betonline.ag. I
0: was really surprised when I was looking at, like, I was doing a preview for for the game on Wednesday, and I was like, "Okay, I'll see the Avalanche." I think they were four and four going into this game, and mm-hmm. then I was like, "Okay, but that, you know, I'm sure the underlying metrics are pretty good." And then I was like, "Oh, okay, the power play. I think they were 28th on the power play." before the game and twenty eighth in uh shots against or something like the the defense Believe just it. isn't isn't there. and I was really surprised by that because you always think Colorado they basically score at well. they had a really good goaltender in Philip grubauer they've picked up a really good goaltender in Darcy Kemper and obviously the the defense is okay young, but it's it's phenomenal. So to find that Colorado is kind of struggling is uh, is is a, kind of a surprise
1: it's different yeah i mean I, I think everybody expects them to kind of you know v- figure it out but for right now um the numbers don't look good they, they just yeah. they just don't so how about for columbus though overall off to a really good start um and i i do the the lockdown nhl with uh, adam denker for thursdays and we do uh that, that's our power ranking show and we i mean from the preseason, we were kind of talking, like, don't sleep on Columbus. I think, you know, do, do you think they they kind of got a bad rap because of the people who left there in the offseason? And people are like, oh, do people not want to be in Columbus? But no, they still have really good players on this team. What was the consensus going into this season when you after you lose a guy like, you know, Seth Jones? Um, was it still like, no, we're still in this. We still have solid players on this team. We can make a run for it.
0: Yeah, I think I I was expecting them to be better than a lot of people. A lot of people were like, oh, they've written us off before the hmm. season, season right. even started. Columbus is going to be bottom of the league. They're going to be terrible. I didn't think they were going to be very good, but I thought they were going to be better than a lot of people had kind of given them credit for. Um, yeah, we lost Seth Jones, uh, Cam Mackenton, uh Nick Fleeter. We lost at the trade deadline. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, even going as far back as... Luke Dubois, who's off to a really good start in Winnipeg this season. Uh, Josh Anderson has gone. David Savard's gone. You know, it's a lot of a lot of players have left. There are a lot of new players, and I don't know. It's it's all kind of it's working. I think Laine and Voracek have got really good chemistry. Uh, Voracek's got seven primary assists already this season, oh. which is exactly what we got him for. Um, you know, we've got. Guys like Jake Bean, who uh, was not a direct part of the Chicago trade for Seth Jones, but he was a result of the – we got a second-round pick as part of the Seth Jones package, which we flipped to Carolina for Jake Bean. Cole Sillinger uh, drafted 12th overall. He was the first-round pick that we got from Chicago this season. Uh, Adam Boquist is injured at the minute, but he, I think, has been having a really strong start. So I think a lot of people looked at the guys, like you say – Looked at the guys that left, and didn't really look at the guys right. coming back. Um, right. Max Domi, I think, has had a really strong start to the season, but he—I mean—he had massive shoulder reconstruction in uh. the summer. Everyone was thought he was going to be out until December. He came back early, immediately had an impact. He had a three-point night in the season opener. Broke his rib in the second game of the season came back for two games and then tested positive for COVID. So he's out for the next two weeks. But he, I think, is a guy that has looked really good in the kind of the little that we've seen of him. And so he's a guy that I... And um, Gus Nyquist as well, who hasn't really hit the score sheet a lot, but he missed all of last season. So it's like adding a a whole new player there as well. And I think, yeah, people are... I still think it's probably going to come crashing down. A little bit. Uh, the underlying metrics are not great. Um, you know, we're we're getting outshot a lot. Uh, the goaltending has been really, really good, uh, and that's covering a lot of the sins on on defense. But for the most part, yeah, I think a lot of people are. Oh, Columbus is probably going to be in the in the running for shame right. but I yeah. I don't know about that. I think yeah, I don't know that we're awesome. going to make the playoffs, but I think we're going to be better than a lot of people think. And that's kind of all I've got for today. Uh, tomorrow, I will bring you the second half of this conversation. Where we're looking ahead to tomorrow's game. Uh, we're looking at some former Blue Jackets, current Avalanche players. So that'll be fun. I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at LO underscore bluejackets, And if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.